When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I got a really cool episode for you guys. We're going to have Derek from DNR Customs on and Chase and John from Freedom Racing Engines. And we're going to be talking about Derek's UCC truck, the billet engine that he's running. We're going to ask the guys over at Freedom Racing Engines about the engine itself, what it allows them to do for their race customers. And then also, you know, some topics about power, you know, what, what is usable power? What, uh, what, what sort of advancements have they been able to make with designing engines and building them that can meet a wide variety of needs for diesel truck owners out there. Before we get to it though, we want to thank you guys for helping us get to 500 subscribers on our discord. There is uh, so much awesome information you guys post on there with builds, uh, questions about, you know, tuning, what turbo to run, complete restorations, engine swaps. So if you're looking to, to get even you know more information from enthusiasts that listen to the podcast, there's a code that's going to pop up on the screen. There's also a link down below where you can join. It's completely free. We've got tons of different sections, whether you own a Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke. If there's technical questions that you want to answer, or maybe you want to ask me a question, want me to have a particular guest on, um, or there's a topic that you really want to hear about. It's a great way to be able to engage with us and uh, have your requests be heard. Also, Patreon is something that's incredibly important to helping us grow. There's a link down below for our Patreon. It's as low as $3 a month. And your support there helps us to get better at what we do to be able to bring you guys um, more topics, um, you know, better quality audio, video, um, tons of different things. So we want to thank all of you that, that have uh, uh, become Patreon members. And then also those of you who have subscribed since January 2016 when we started this and uh, had no idea what I was doing. I just know that I wanted to talk to diesel you know, companies and people out there and just be able to share the passion that we all have for, for diesel. So I wanted to thank everyone for their support over the years. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Derek from DNR Customs and also Chase Fleece and John from Freedom Racing Engines. Derek, Chase, John, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. One of my favorite topics is always, you know, about power, making a lot of power. And Derek, I know you've done some, you've done a lot of cool things in diesel for a very long time, but wanted to have you on today to chat about, you know, recent record with your truck, UCC and, and everything else. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Good to talk to you, yeah, yeah, we haven't chatted in a while, Chase, and I'm going to get to you guys here in a second talking about uh, you know Freedom Racing Engine Sleeps performance. But Eric, I just wanted to you know start with you and you know tell me about the truck, tell me what's new with it. I've seen some really cool pictures that uh, you posted with you know a ton of air. I'm sure you got a ton of fuel, engine, everything else. So tell us about the truck. Um, pretty much, you know, it'd be easier to say what we didn't do to it, right? Like we. <laughs> basically left what um we knew it worked for several years the truck's kind of been the same we left all that basically from the back of the cab back we left that alone cut off the front of the truck um got to the whole inside of the cab um redid everything took every bit of weight off that we possibly could and still left the um steel shell of the cab and 
we got pretty much fiberglass every place else. Uh, we had the inside all tanned real nice. Um, and then we pretty much built the whole front end of the truck around the new um, uh, Freedom uh, billet engine. So we kind of, we mocked that up late last fall uh, before we did any engine dynoing and, and uh, just tailored everything around that engine and knew what we wanted to do. Like we lost a bunch of weight going from a, um, a full solid block to an aluminum engine and just uh, kind of refined, refined everything and tried to make everything like just as nice as nice as possible. You know, everything was with racing. It's always rushing. Like you're always trying yeah. to just get done, get to the next event. And you kind of, you half-ass stuff here and there. And I, you know, we took a lot of time. Like I literally started cutting it up last August, you know, and we didn't, you know, I don't think we really made steam with the truck till Waggler's um, was almost a month ago. So that's how long everything, you know, took to get rolling. I, I have heard a lot about, you know, the engine that you're running. And I wanted to ask you as a racer, um, what, what does that engine allow you to do to take it to the next level from where you were at? Because you've, you've won UCC before people know your truck, they know the power it makes. What, what does it allow you to do with, you know, your race program and what you're doing on the track? I think the confidence of it, like we all seen some, uh, some scary times on the dyno with um, some blocks, you know, explode, you know, separating people lifting heads off rod shooting up, like just, so I think we're, we're getting to that point where like, I think I told those guys last year on 19, like that was the last time I wanted to get on a dyno with, you know, with that engine we already had, and it had nothing to do with the quality of what we were using. It's just the limits of, we just, we found the limits and that was, it wasn't really worth it to me to really push it any further because, you know, we've seen those guys do ultimate destruction like with Sean Baca's engine and um the guys from Power Driven like it just doesn't ruin you know like a block it ruins everything you know yeah. it, you can wreck the whole truck and it, it what really wasn't worth pushing the envelope any further we you know we did really well with it and the aluminum engine has been I think a thought since probably back in 16 I think when it was probably drawn up in early 17 when we did the original 12 valve so it was just the thoughts of, you know, safety, being able, if we did have a failure, you know, we, with the chance of seeing a rod eject out the side of that engine is slim to none. And then, um, you know, we have the, we have the head all strapped down and everything. So I think the, just the overall uh, build process and the thought of, you know, safety and then the ability to retain that power is what the goal was. I wanted to transition to, to Chase and John here and ask you guys about that engine. What, and what exactly is it? When did you guys start thinking about doing this? And, you know, what does it allow you guys to do as a company to be able to offer an engine like this to somebody like Derek or other competitors that are out there for, you know, as you mentioned, not just uh, the capability, but then also the safety. Well, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember what year we actually started uh, working on that engine. I think it was 17, 18. So rewind time a little bit here, but I, I actually was thinking about this the other day. I remember the initial conversations around building an aluminum Cummins block. And I had started with freedom in 2015 and it was 2016 when the conversation started. So early on, 
in my time here, this was one of those uh, projects that I re really realized, um, wow, these guys really move quick on stuff. <laughs> we went from kind of talking about it to next thing I know, there's material showed up and here we go. And, and to be clear, um, when we initially jumped into this project, um, a good a good friend of ours and, you know, business, uh, you know, or customer, or we're customer of them, uh, Hazley Machine, Van Hazley approached us about uh, doing some block work. We had the ability to do the machining and all that. And, uh, you know, he was, he was splitting blocks across the main line and he was the main customer uh, that, that really needed a block. And, you know, we went uh, six months to a year working through the design process in the block that Derek has is initially um, what we had decided we liked and what Van liked. And our next reiteration of this block is going to change. Um, I'm not going to say drastically, but there's some improvements to be made. Um, we can lighten the block up even more. Um, but, but since that initial design uh, that we come up with, uh, you know, we think about all that's happened, you know, we've had COVID, we've had, you know, all these other we, things in life and the, the, the billet block, there was a massive arms race to make billet blocks, whether you were us, shy, DNJ, Waggler, you, you name, you know, the people LSM, but the amount of customers that there really is that need a billet block are, are pretty, pretty small, pretty few. There's, you know, if you had 50 of these things made tomorrow, you would, I don't think you could sell them all there's a select group of people that need them and, uh, you know, we're excited to, you know, press forward and make them because that's, uh, that's something I've reiterated Derek over and over again with UCC. The last thing I want to do is to have on my mind a uh, scattered cast iron block that, you know, puts something in the stands and kills somebody like that's something I don't want to be involved with. So that's the main reason we're pushing hard on making a, you know, these, these billet blocks and technically they're a forging they're made from a forging to so. kind of summarize what chase said i mean essentially when we started the the project we were we wanted to do it but it wasn't the right time for our business yeah, absolutely and, and to kind of get further into it you know i think a big um a big project for us was getting from our old facility into our new facility and that, that was more important than anything going up to, you know, we moved in here in 2019. Like Chase said, with COVID and everything else that went on, um, it just was something that we, we couldn't work on that project. We weren't ready. Mm. Fast forward, Chase, Braden, uh, Jeff Merriman and I, we sat down in my office actually and kind of had it out like we're either going to do this or we're not. And that's when we approached Eric and said, hey, we're going to get this thing ready. We want you to have it in your truck. You're going to be the guy that's going to take this and prove what we did with this block and, you know, hopefully make it successful. Obviously, working with somebody like Derek, um, don't get too swelled up over there, little guy. But <laughs> it's a blessing to be able to work with somebody like Derek. I don't know too many customers that push me as hard as Derek does. Um, but he shows up to put to dyno and engine. He's here to work. 
He makes and my life pretty easy. <laughs> he makes he does a good job of making us look good too. So that being said, um, you know, the safety aspect of the build block is super important to all of us. You know, both these guys already mentioned it. We don't want to be that company that puts stuff out there knowingly pushing the edge and possibly having a catastrophic failure. But some of the benefits are just the weight savings. I mean, Derek, you know, seeing his truck go as fast as he did, obviously a lot of suspension and chassis work, but the weight savings is huge. And you're able to take a couple hundred pounds off the the total weight of the truck just in the engine is, you know, it's massive weight of speed. So, and I mean, the thing makes a pile of power. We actually have confidence and we're not scared to lean on it now. Um, the, uh, the dyno session with that thing, it was, it was really fun to see all the, the hard work over the past six, eight, 10 years of, you know, dynoing and coming up with a, a recipe that we know works and perfecting it, making changes and, um, Derek and I think Ryan both got to see, you know, kind of a day in the life of what I get to do for fun, you know, as a job, the piston, the injector combo, um, Derek, he, he already knew what it was going to do to an extent, but like Derek can answer this. The last time that, uh, cast motor was on there on fuel, we were what, just over 2000, yeah, I think we, we had to lean on it and we were like just cresting, just cresting. I think we touched like 21 ish, you know, with the set with a real similar charger. We had the old 102 on it before and real similar air and and the, our fuel is a little different. But, you know, yeah. old Winnie from DDP has got us fixed up with a, you know, real nice set of injectors. It's uh, it's awesome. The injection rate and uh, how that how that combo works. I mean, we're we're able to get a lot of fuel in, in a short period of time. And that the guys at the shop, people that don't really know engines that work for us, every one of them came down when we ripped off 2450 or whatever, something like that. They were like, my God, that thing sounds good. And I had a buddy know, that lives 16 miles from here that texted me immediately after a dyno pulled and said, did you guys just dyno an engine? And I said, yeah. And he goes, dude, I can hear it clear as day. <laughs> like when I tell you it was loud, I was at my house. I had gone home and these guys made another pull on the dyno. And I live not too far, about four or five miles. Yeah. And I was in my driveway and it was, I'm like, oh my God, that thing is loud. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. But that was a, uh, that was a good time having Ryan and Derek up. I, uh, I really enjoy the dyno sessions and I think everybody gets a little bit out of it and, you know, they get a lot out of it. Really. They get to see, you know, the, the little things that end up making, you know, a big change or, you know, a big difference. I think in that, you know, you'd mentioned chase about, you know, there's a select number of people that, you know, in the country that are going to need this billet block. But I was thinking of a couple of things. One, like you mentioned the safety part. And I think, with diesel performance in general, how much it has grown over five or six years, it, it is a safety issue when you think of the RPM, the, the components, and it's coming out of the block and you're sitting right behind it. And, you know, being able to do all that you can to, you know, protect the person that's driving it or operating it. But then also with the way that you can even push the power and the performance. So I wanted to ask both of you guys, um, you know, I'll start with Derek is, you know, when you get this, this motor, 
what um you know what does it open up to you as a racer with your air your fuel the other things you're able to do that you couldn't do you know with a cast type block um to be able to just keep upping that power level another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I would say it goes back to just the confidence of, you know, sitting, you know, especially like I sit, I sit directly behind the engine, you know, sitting in the center like a retard. Um, but it's, it just gives me like, it gives some confidence. Like, you know, we went out the first, the first time, like we, the success we had on the engine dyno, like, great. It gave us all a really good boost. Like, all right, now it's my job. I got to get this thing in the truck and make it go. And then, you know, we put in the truck and just did, it did everything perfect. You know, the first couple of times out and we did in honestly, like is we haven't even leaned on it yet. Like I'm just, we leaned on it a little bit for that. Uh, we did that 444 at 171. Like, that was almost, I think it, it come out to almost 3,200 flywheel. Like I consider that leaning on it. But when we look at like our injection our injector duration and the fuel quantity we're using of what we have on tap, the nitrous, like there's a lot more, but you know, are we going to find the limits? I think so. You know I mean? We're, we're pushing them. There isn't, you know, if there was a handful of people running at the power mm-hmm that we're, that we are currently, um, there, there isn't, there's only a couple people. So we're going to find those limits and I think we'll address them, you know, within, and I don't know, I don't know how much faster I want to go in my truck. I didn't think it was going to go that fast. So, you know, I, there's some other things that I got to work out within, like how far do I want to push it? You know what I mean? The envelope, like we had, we had hopes. The original goal was to put this in a car. Um, and you know, it, it'll, it'll probably eventually end up in, in a car of some sort, either it was with me or one of the other guys, but you know, I, I'm glad we stuck it out with the truck and, um, we proved, we proved a lot of, a lot of, um, not people wrong, but just, we proved we could do something that was never thought of yeah. very quick with a lot, like, I don't say without a lot of effort, but without a lot of effort, like, I feel like there's a lot left for the rest of the season. If we can keep it together and just, and just baby step it to that next level. Well, you got to run at least a 439 at 175. Yeah. So we got it. But for, for us too, like I consider the, the drag strip down at Waggler's as, as, you know, test number two, test number one was actually getting the thing fired up and running on the engine dyno. After we did that, we took it all apart and went through everything to make sure that we liked what we saw and we did. Um, Test number three was Derek went dyno last week. And then I think the, the ultimate test is at the ultimate call out challenge, you know, yeah. it's important yeah. for us because we're going to get the best data you can get the best information you can get, which is real, you know, actual runtime doing what we're building these things to do. So getting that information, that's only going to help us as we actually push forward on production with these blocks. The, uh, the, the data part is what I wanted to ask you about, you know, Chase and John is 
<clears throat> Lenny's been on the podcast and, you know, he's mentioned to Chase and how you're, you run the dyno and, and you guys like to get that, get the data and, and testing. So, you know, from your guys' perspective, manufacturing these engines and having, you know, customers like Derek is, <clears throat> you know, how excited are you guys for how far you can push, you know, really the vehicles with, with, with this foundation that you guys have with this engine? I'm, I'm really excited to keep, uh, pressing the engine technology forward and uh, the injector technology um, between Lenny over at Dynamite and the guys at s and um, There's been a little internal horsepower war in my building on <laughs> who can, you know, build the baddest stuff. And that's been really fun. And uh, right now those guys are, uh, you know, out doing one another every time I get a new set in and that's just been a blast. And the, uh, what I'm trying to accomplish here with these engines, I want, I want to actually be making peak power at like 6,500 in Derek's combo next year, get a turbo and, you know, get the thing cammed appropriately to where it runs up there. And, uh, you know, inch configuration, bore and stroke. I, I want to, I want to spin these things and that's, what's going to keep them together and give a broader operating range to where they can actually stick the tire. Some of these combos are so hard to drive because they make so much torque. And uh, our little buddy down in Florida, Ryan Milliken, I think that's, you know, half his trouble sometimes is he's got more torque than he can use. So that's something that, you know, I've been playing with quite a bit. And uh, you know, hopefully we can keep pushing the envelope. Yeah, I think I think that's what uh, you know. The listeners we have that are really into high performance and they're looking to doing stuff, they you know they're going to hear an episode like this and hear what Derek said and what you guys were talking about, and I think that's what's going to get them excited to you know invest in it and do it is to be able to kind of push the envelope with it. And it seems like you know from the engine to the injectors, the turbos, everything is kind of coming together now in a way that. You know, it's like Derek said, you know, how fast do I really want to go? How much power do I really want to make? Whereas before it was like, well, I'm kind of capped at this particular spot, whether it was safety or whether it was something else that would do it. So I think it's really exciting and it's it's a huge story, you know, especially in the Cummins world um, is what you guys have been able to do together with the engines that you guys are making. And then, you know, what what Derek's doing on the track. And there there's a lot that goes into it, too, just beyond the block. I mean, there's our our billet dry sump oil system on there you know our um, it's not on Derek's but we're going to have our own you know front gear gear housing front covers configuration um, you know well, I guess from my perspective where I where I look is like what Chase's aspirations are or his um, you know how he wants to run these things or push them I have to make sure that this thing's built accordingly <laughs> And we have all the right parts and pieces around it. You know, the goal is to be able to provide uh, almost a turnkey, but a a complete setup. So we're not necessarily relying on somebody else's timeline. Like we, we do the things that we want to do and we can tweak and change our parts and program how we want to do it. So. Yeah, I, I absolutely would prefer to sell these things as a, you know, turnkey or a long block, however you want to look at it. But because uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than just a block, you know, it's the, it's the combination. And that's, I think what Chase and I've been working on for, well, since at least I've been here, you know, our, our piston has changed and we continue to make little tweaks and 
and we keep finding new things all the time that it just keeps evolving and getting better and better. So. And with UCC, Derek, are you all, you're all set, ready to go and, you know, just ready to go compete or you got, got a few other things to iron up on the truck or, or how's that process going? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of in a weird state. I, you asked me three weeks ago before Wagglers, I wasn't even close to being ready at all. And I was just a hot mess, you know, like I felt better going into it, you know, two years ago, but then after Wagglers, everything like went smooth. We did the hub dyno and pretty much proved our, everything that we were doing pretty much proved out as far as the kind of power we were making. And as far as the truck goes, it is, it's real close. I'm just adding a couple sensors that we weren't able to have on there the last couple times that we want just some more data acquisition um, make Chase happy on, you know, a drag pressure bridge. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then um, other than that, the truck's close. I just literally keep, you know, I probably spend an hour or two a night just going over it. Um, I call it cutting zip ties, trimming zip ties. Like literally I, I checked almost every nut and bolt on the front end the other night. And, um, and then I'm trying to get the pull truck ready too. Cause as you know, a lot of people don't know, or it's UCC's can be a true truck, two truck event. So we were fortunate enough to be teamed up with a, a, a local puller that he's got a really stout truck that's been around in the industry for a long time that we put back together. And it also has a freedom engine in it. So um, we kind of got a lot to prove, you know, coming out of our camp this year. And we really want to represent well, um, you know, pretty much in want to, you know, try to dominate in all three events. That's, you know, that's the end goal. Um, it's, but it's a, there's a lot of really good competitors and it's, it's UCC. So if something's going to go wrong, guaranteed that that's where it's going to happen. It just seems like, uh, there's always some, uh, you know, some wrenches thrown at you and curveballs that you got to overcome. So I'm just hope trying to get my ducks in a row and be prepared. Well, it's going to be really exciting to watch you, Derek. And I know that, uh, you know, watching you compete is always something, you know, when I, when I tune into these things, I'm always looking to see how you did and, and, it, you know, it's really exciting. And I know there's going to be listeners you know, to this episode that are going to be at UCC. So Chase, and, and I wanted to ask you, you know, if somebody is there that they're going to go to the booth that you guys have, what other options do you have for someone? Maybe they're not quite ready for this billet block. Maybe it's, uh, you know, something else they're building, but I wanted to ask about the other options in the freedom racing line, you know, kind of catalog, so to speak, of what you guys can do for, you know, people with diesel trucks. We definitely have uh, some options for, uh, you know, your street guys. Um, we have a, uh, what what we call like the street performance, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, it's got upgraded rods, uh, you know, can be a girdle or a factory uh, type set with better stud and um, our performance cylinder head that we offer that you can buy um, already. There's multiple things that we can do, whether they're, you know, a drag racer, sled puller or whatever. The biggest thing that as we grow as a company, uh, some of these high horsepower, I'm going to call them like the 1200 to 1500 horsepower street engines, like hate to say it, but those are the last things that we want to work on. They just, Obviously, they don't uh, pass any sort of emissions regulations, and we're obviously dealing with things like that. They're also the hardest thing to stand behind. Um, I don't know if that's what people want to hear, but it's the truth. It's a it's a hard uh, hard engine to support. Um, yeah, once you get over that, you know, 
thousand horsepower threshold, there's from an engine builder standpoint, you know, it's just not the risk doesn't, um, isn't worth the reward at the end of the day. So from an engine package setup, you know, we offer everything from a stock reman engine to, you know, upgraded stuff for better performance. Our, our racing engine lineup though is really being tailored, uh, geared towards truck pulling and drag racing with with the billet block ideally and then um so any kind of like sled pulling classes that they're still required to run a cast block and we've got we've got options for them for like the lucas oil pro pulling league they have a 2.6 class and a 3.0 uh, turbo class you know we hit that hard and then there's also a lot of brush pullers that utilize our uh, our engines as well I think that's a really good, really good point that you made, Chase, because I uh, get a lot of questions, whether it's on Instagram or Discord or email or, or whatever it might be from a listener, and they haven't actually invested into their build, but they don't know where they want to be. They don't know if they want 900, 1400, 2500. And so I think, you know, what, what you'd mentioned with, you know, wh- where is that truck going to be? What can we support? What do we want to support? Where is it going to fit into everything is really important. And I wanted to ask you, Derek, because you're a shop owner. Guys are coming in all the time, and I'm sure there's somebody mm-hmm. says I want a thousand horse. You know, from your perspective, you know what? Uh, how how are you guiding people, or or what suggestions do you make to somebody if you know they're wanting to make a lot of power go race their truck, go all in, and you know build something similar to yours, or you know have a separate truck to do that with, and you know maybe just get a little extra power with their daily driver. Or, you know, how does that go on your end? Yeah, it's a lot of just educating the customer on, you know, because there's just a lot of misconception what people see online that somebody else is doing and the forums are love them or hate them. But a lot of times there's a lot of bad information. So like you educate the customer and like literally sit them down and like, all right, listen, what's your what's your end goal? And like I've been, you know, I've had the blue truck out since 14 and I've what I would call I spent a lot of bad money over the years. So meaning we've done things two and three and four times, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you know, I should have just waited and spent good money instead of having to do it three times. So that's, I try to really push that on a lot of my customer base. And even if it's not my customer, I try to like help somebody out and be like, listen, I know you want this right now, but let's just look where you want to be in six months or a year and focus on the end goal instead of right now. And, um, but yeah, it's, you know, we get customers that, you know, have high ambitions and, you know, low budget. And unfortunately, this is a very expensive hobby. So people, you know, it's, it, it's tough. It's just a tough game. Like they don't realize, you know, that, you know, you can have, you know, three 48 REs or you could just spend and get one turbo 400, you know? So it's, there's just all kinds of different scenarios. You know, you can stick with a Borg Warner turbo or you can spend three times and get a Garrett. And, but once you, you put the Garrett on there, now you're going to make two, 300 horsepower more. Now we're going to have block issues. So it's just, it's a snowball effect. And everyone that's been around the industry, that's kind of what it is. Like you start here and it's just a snowball till wherever you want to stop. It's important too, for customers to understand that, you know, shops like ours, Derek's like, we've gone through all the, these pains and like we're resources to help guide you and give you good advice because we've done it. And to Derek's point, spent bad money more times than we want to admit. But that's how we got to where we were, you know, is is kind of getting kicked in the teeth a few times. But for the the customer, I know I get a lot of phone calls from people that 
they have an idea what they want, but they don't really know how to get there. And, you know, it's okay to call and ask questions and, and kind of get steered in the right direction. Which, which I think there's a lot of customers that really underestimate what a good running 600 horse truck actually feels like. It's still reliable. You know, you can use it. Um, you get guys that call in like, I need a thousand horse. I'm like, have you experienced six or 700 yet? And most <laughs> of the time it's, well, I've got 50 horse injectors and a cheetah or, you know, similar turbo. I'm like, okay, so you've got 550. I get it. Like, why don't we get you a bigger injector, get you a little bigger, you know, fuel system and, you know, make six, six fifty. Like, let's give that a try first before you just dive head first into something that's going to break input shafts and throw drive shafts out and, you know, tear up all sorts of other components. So we get a lot of phone calls for guys that want to make 2000 horsepower and daily drive it and pull their boat and motor home. And <laughs> this yeah. doesn't work that way. Like anxiety 101. Yeah. I need 1500 horse and I got a 40 foot toy hauler. Usually Click. deep side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got a minute. Cause I'm going to explain this and I'm going to tell you why we're not going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's really good advice. I have, a, I have a buddy that did it with his 03. He wanted 1400. He got 1400 and it sits in a garage cause he doesn't like it. But he's already spent the money on the engine, the turbos, everything like that. And mm -hmm. just one case of many. But I think that's where, you know, listeners you know, call up Freedom Racing and just call up Fleece. You know, if they're local to you, Derek, and they need advice, you know, you guys are tremendous resources because you guys have done this, know what to do. And, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, you know, the numbers or what we see on YouTube and 1500 horse or 2000. It may not be exactly what we want, but it, it's better to find that out, I think, before you spend the money. And then before you, maybe you regret it or like the bad money you mentioned, Eric, um, you know, spending that. So I yeah, think, and it's, uh, the, it's the customers like what well, we try to like, they don't realize, you know, if a customer really wants to get to that level, I try to really push on them in, cause I've learned the hard way that, you know, like you have all these little babies out there that all you got to do is like people don't know how to work on their own stuff. So if somebody really wants to do that, you know, get to that level, there's an education process. Like they need to learn how to do a lot of it themselves because you, you know, as shops, like I don't have time to have 25 babies. You know what I mean? I, yeah. you're lucky to have, you know, one or two, like, um, so that's, that's the big thing is like, it, it's a misconception online. Like you can just have a 1200 horsepower daily. You can't like you can, but you, you're working on that thing. The hood's up, you know, every other time that you drive it and you're, you know, you're, you're tweaking things. And that's a lot of people just want to press the easy button. And I really don't think there is an easy button once you get to that, you know, get to that level. Well, there's always a sacrifice, whether it's drivability, reliability. I mean, there's always something you're going to be sacrificing. Um, I could go buy a 300,000 mile six, seven change injectors, turbo tune up, and it could make, 600 horse or make 1200 depending on where you put the fueling um and the thing we have to be cognizant of it's 2022 and i go back to uh the emissions like yeah. where we're at as a company uh, you know those days are kind of over so like i can't be i can't sell engines that are you know rated to do that kind of stuff because they're not going to meet emissions um so that's why if if somebody wants something from us, 
in that regard, it's going to be a, you know, closed course off-road type, you know, racing engine. That's what Freedom wants to do. And the rest of our stuff will be uh, what I would consider emissions compliant as long as somebody put their components back on their truck or it came out, you know, went right back in a truck with uh, emissions. But yeah, we, we absolutely want to support the, hey, I just need an engine in my truck guy yeah. as well. I mean, that's that's where, um, and I, I think it's a good thing for our company. It's, it's allowed us to focus more on process for, you know, remanufacturing engines and also focus harder on think projects like the aluminum block because that's our future in the racing world. So it, it's not a bad thing. You can look no. at it however you want, but I, I know internally here, we, we see it as an opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, you know, the emissions thing in a larger scale is kind of done is, you know, that 1200 horsepower, 914, it's not, it's not viable, you know, at all. It's really the guy who just needs a, you know, a new engine in his work truck, or they're going to go all in, invest in, you yep. know, a billet block and, and, you know, just have it on the track. So I, I think that lines up. So, I mean, I, I know you guys are busy. Derek's getting ready for UCC. I'm sure you guys got some engines and, you know, some dynos things to run. Um, so I appreciate your guys' time today. Um, I encourage anyone, you know, that's listening, they got questions, you know, call Freedom Racing Engines if you're in Michigan or want to take your truck up to Michigan, you know, give Derek a call. We'll make sure and, and, and link to you, um, Derek, on there. But I appreciate, uh, appreciate the time and best of luck at UCC. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. We're going to be shooting for 600 members on there next. Want to appreciate everyone uh, since last summer who has gone over, got on there, asked questions, you know, said hi, told us about their truck. It's always really, really cool to hear from you guys. Also, want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon subscribers: Wright's Diesel Services, Texas Diesel Supply, Caleb, uh, Tyler Lowen from 23 Diesel and you know everyone else who has supported not just on patreon but also our discord subscribe on itunes spotify uh, follow us on instagram facebook your support is what keeps us going um, keeps you know the content that we're generating fresh exciting so i wanted to thank all of you for that and we got some really cool things planned for this year with uh you know, different topics to cover whether it's emissions tuning turbos injectors transmissions truck builds restorations tons of different topics. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you subscribe and stay tuned until next time. Keep the shiny side up.